Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brett Fleerly and you are listening to the first in a returning series to the channel. It's in focus here today and it's been a few months because of the COVID shutdown. We haven't had this particular show but it is our fourth show of the week back in the weekly schedule from this week. We have a very special guest today, someone who's a bit new to the county but not that new to myself. We've crossed paths before. Uh, I'd like to welcome the county's newest Rural Recreation Officer, Brian Fennell, to the show. Brian, you're very welcome. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Now, we have crossed paths. You, in a former life, uh, spent a bit of time working with the No Name Club, which, of course, is a, a teenager's Yeah, youth it's, club. A, it's a youth organisation that promotes uh, active, uh, alternative uh, lifestyles for young people aged 15 to 18 uh, but that was a, a lifetime ago now at this stage don't make me feel that old thanks very you're, much yeah yeah we're both <laughs> getting up there uh, let's talk more about why you're now in county leitrim and the, the the actual role the rural recreation officer you're part of the leitrim development company there in drumshambo tell us about the role first of all and how i suppose you find yourself in it well, it's a very interesting role. Uh, there's very few of these roles in the nation, so I, I'm very fortunate and very grateful to have the role. Um, the role is designed around, it's, it's there to implement the walk scheme, the national walk scheme. Um, my job is to administer it, get, get communities on board and get landowners on board to the scheme. Uh, the scheme rewards landowners for uh, through a, a payment scheme where they take on t- work every year to maintain the trail that crosses their own property. Um, so it puts the response, a little bit of responsibility back onto the landowner um, to make sure that trail is up to the standard that would be expected of any national trail. Now when we talk about a national trail, just for people who might not be familiar with that language, we're talking about people will see signs for the Leitrim Way or the Miners Way around this particular region. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So there's about 44 national trails in Ireland. They were established in the 80s, promoted greatly in the 90s, and then they kind of went by the way for a while. There wasn't a lot of money pumped into them because Celtic Tire came along and everyone got a little bit distracted and started going off abroad. Uh, then in the early, in the sort of mid-2000s to now, there's been a surge of trail development. And now everyone, everyone wants a national trail in their backyard. They want access to it. We've gone from 44 national trails to over 900 accredited trails all over the country, from small little loops to connected trails like the Bear Breffney Way that stretches from Bear Peninsula all the way up into Cavan. Tell me more about that. I've never heard about it. The Bear Breffney Way? You've That's heard not about true. it. I've That's not true. true. You've, you've walked it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fully aware of the Bear Breffney Way. It goes by my front door. Uh, and yes, as you said, I did have the pleasure of, of walking across uh, some fabulous territory uh, from Cork to Leitrim. And I suppose the, the trail actually does continue the whole way up through the county of Leitrim along the Leitrim Way. Let's talk specifically about the Leitrim Way for a moment because um, that's kind of something that people will be aware of very, very loosely. It's been there, you've seen the signs, but you've probably never walked along it for the most part of the the people who are listening to this show. Where where does it start and where does it end? Well, the Leitrim Way now starts in Leitrim Village. Uh, at the harbour it's where all the best things it's where all the yeah it's it it's, it's the heart of the county um, and I think that romantically it starts in Leitrim Village you know the, the Leitrim Way should start there because it's you know it's named uh, the name sharing um, and now you go from Leitrim Village up the canal to Drumshambo uh, via Waterways Ireland's uh, trail network and then you join onto the traditional Leitrim Way from there up to Dowra uh, through um, on the east side of Loch Allen um, so it's it's a beautiful view. It's got a it's got a lot of energy put into it locally from the community in the last few years. They've re- people are really there. All the locals are really 
they, 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 I don't know how they've come about, how, who's drawn up this energy, but it, it's, you know, from speaking to them on the ground, everyone wants this to happen. They want more and more people to walk, to see what they have on their door, to, uh, to have access to it. And it's, it's just a beautiful walk, you know, it's, it's spectacular. Um, I've got the lucky job of helping that process of developing it and making it uh, up, up to the national standards expected of it, because now I'm going to work to get the landowners along that stretch onto the walk scheme. Yeah, so let's talk about the walk scheme specifically and, and what that is and why it exists. Uh, well, it started in 2008. Um, it started with only a few trails nationwide and, and now there's about 44 trails on it. Um, 40, between 44 and 50 that we're extending it this year from the Department of Rural and Community Development. And that's how my role came to exist. The Leitrim Way was accredited this year onto the walk scheme. It was awarded it by, uh, by lots of it pressure being put on them from the, the local de- development company. So the department awarded that, which is great. I'm very grateful for that because that with that, access to the walk scheme came a new recreation officer, i.e. my job. So I'm, I'm very happy to be here to be filling that role. Um, what the task now is, is to identify all the landowners along that stretch. Anything that touches the Leitrim Way or crosses the Leitrim Way, they all qualify for access to the scheme. The landowners I'll approach the landowners and work with them to establish how much work is on their piece of land, be it either litter picking, hedge cutting, grass cutting, um, maintaining styles, um, ensuring that gates are up to standard, or anything else that we find that's unique to their land, uh, be it a small bridge or a bit of gravel work, water maintenance, whatever it is. We'll identify that, we'll agree set hours work per year, and then we'll make a payment to those uh, landowners over the next five years every year. So it's really an opportunity to, to get a lot of subsidised work effectively. So rather than having a trail with a managed staff the whole way along and travelling up and down, the actual landowners themselves do that kind of odds and ends work. A couple of hours here, a couple of hours there, maybe cut the grass, keep the hedgerows back and and the styles, which are vitally important uh, for most people when you're, when you're walking these. But also... From their point of view, it's extra income to maintain their own property, which is Absolutely. kind of win-win. And for a lot of landowners, they're doing a lot of this work anyway. You know, as part of their everyday farming, um, so it's you know it's a complementary to that. And what we found in other parts of the country, when there's been walk schemes, it kind of develops micro businesses as well. You, f- you find some landowners actually really get into it and they start developing micro enterprises around it. You know, be it car parking or. Um, toy facilities, whatever it is, and he's camping. Um, I've met one lad who in Wicklow, who I know for years, has been selling walking sticks uh, at the back of his house as as the trail path passes through his walk scheme property. Um, you know, he, he sells them for five euro, and he does. And he's very clever. He does it uh, because he knows people are two days into their walk at that stage and they're tired and they're knackered, and he just sells sticks uh, out the back door. He makes makes a small fortune out of it. Yeah, there's one thing I saw when I was on a bike trail in. France that I haven't seen implemented here yet, and that was a solar powered, um, a solar powered uh, vending machine that sold like bike <laughs> parts, uh, that sold <laughs> tubes and puncture repair kits and little pumps and food. So it might be um, water, it could be just little snacks, just to kind of get the, the yeah. blood sugars back. I've up. seen similar in Scotland where a farmer has like a 24 hour access vending machine to milk products, so like cheese and milk and stuff like that. But it's on a trail as well, so you actually, you know, not only is, are local people coming and using this, but you know, trail walkers who are on long distance walks are coming across going, oh my god. And to them, after spending a week, 
walking in the wilderness and they come across a vending machine that's open at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> they'll give them something a unique taste that they haven't had in a long time that that's it they they, they they pay three times the amount just absolutely to have it. money's not even the issue when you, you know. come to that and you look at maybe an old outhouse that could be converted into some sort of a hostel or absolutely. that sort of thing that there's plenty of opportunities and i would have seen the beginnings of that mm. four years ago three and a half years ago on the bear of Breffney way is where there's a huge just emptiness of, of accommodation that you've got these old outhouses and it's like that would be perfect for yeah. a place to stay and they don't have to be top end oh you know God they, no. could, they a just need to be a roof yeah <laughs> a roof reasonably warm and, and yeah. a mattress would be perfectly fine on that how do people find out about these trails though uh, so they, there's lots of opportunities to find out about the trails they're promoted by local tourism groups or um, but the way I always the way I point people to find out information is through Sport Ireland Outdoors website so Sport Ireland is the national accreditation of trails and they have a uh, it used to be called the National Trails Office but it became part of Sport Ireland which is now Sport Ireland Outdoors if you Google Sport Ireland Outdoors or Google Sport Ireland Trails or any of those sort of ways you'll it'll bring you to their, their new website which highlights every trail in the country. You can find walking trails, uh, blue way trails, so for, for kayakers or canoers it will show the trails there, cycling loops or cycling trails as well, um, and even some horseback uh, riding trails as well. Some of the communities around Ireland have created uh, you know, official um, horse riding trails, which is, which is lovely. So that's all well and good in terms of the, of the actual official trails, but if I just want to go off the beaten track and just wander, What's like there are options that maybe aren't accredited, but where where do I stand from a legal point of view? Can I just go wherever I want? From a legal point of view, this country doesn't have a right to roam, so you can't actually go wherever you want to go in this country. Uh, having said that, there are mountain areas that are very popular for people to roam, and, and traditional areas, so like the obviously you've the 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 reeks in Kerry, uh, which are very used to people walking for a long, long time. But if you want to walk. Uh, in said areas, what we're trying to promote is the green access route. So, um, for example, Aru, a, a mountain access route near Kinloch, um, that's been agreed by the landowners. That we've developed a trail, Leitrim Development Company has developed a trail through a series of landowners property, all, all marked, all way marked, and, and insured by Sport Island Outdoors. Um, but that gives you access to the uplands um, where it's acceptable there for people to walk uh, in an upland area. That way, you're not having that awkward situation where you might be, you, unknowingly, you might be passing through a farmland, a, a farmer's land. Um, he might be very happy with people coming through his land. Um, so we, we encourage people to use these mountain access paths that are everywhere. Now they are shown on a lot of the OSI maps now, which is great, um, and they're also highlighted in, in various like Leitrim Tourism have all the all the mountain access paths that we have in Leitrim are on the Leitrim Tourism website. In terms of insurance, because you mentioned insurance there, what happens if I have a fall on one of these trails? And particularly what happens if I have a fall on one of the, the non-marked trails? Well, in Ireland, it's, it's a bit of a grey area. <laughs> it's not a straightforward answer, unfortunately. Um, the landowners are insured and the, the management committee are the responsible uh, committee for that thing. So they're the ones who have to almost defend themselves. So the management committee is the development company in this instance? Uh, in that instance, for for depends on each trail. Each trail has a different management committee. Um, so for the Leitrim Way, for example, it's managed by um, a, a collaboration between the county council, Waterways Ireland, uh, Leitrim Development Company, and, and, and the local community groups. Um, so they're, they're a responsible body. 
Um, it's insured by Sport Ireland Outdoors because it's accredited by them. Um, but we've had uh, we've had a very good history in this country of um, people trying to sue on walking trails and actually being thrown out in court or um, or losing in court. Yeah, there's one notable instance in Wicklow a couple of years back where a woman yes had her case for fifty or sixty um, grand for legal her. reasons. I can't give you her name, <laughs> but, her, but that you, name boils in my my, if my you, blood every day. If you Google it, then that's not to say that someone who actually has an accident and and does need help and has no other recourse for for expenses like exactly and that's why and that's why well. the, with the genuine cases there, are, there that's why the insurance policy exists. But the but the you know for her case. That in Wicklow, uh, which was overturned thankfully by the High Court, uh, she was making claim that the land was the the trail infrastructure had to be built to the same standard as um, a playground um, and maintained to the same standard as a playground, even though she was six hundred meters above sea level um, in a you know, and she admitted in court that she actually tripped uh, by because she wasn't looking where she was going. So there's a little bit of responsibility on yourself when you go out into these these areas. Um, it is all relative, and, sh- and I certainly don't believe that I'm an expert on any insurance claims. Um, but having re- re- your own responsibility going out into these areas and being prepared to understand that you know it's not going to be a smooth surface, especially you have to higher up you go. Um, the trail might be maintained every week because access to that area is very very difficult. Um, but certainly. You're, you have to take a little bit of your own responsibility in these guards. And of course, not all trails are invested in or maintained to the level, say, of Quilca, in terms of what people's expectations are. You don't get these lovely boardwalks the whole way up a mountain. That's not normal. No, 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 that's not normal. And that, and, and, and I'm glad you said that example. Like that, uh, that, that is a beautiful walk, uh, you know, known as Stairway to Heaven, and it's, it's spectacular. And my fear in the long term is because of the... Materials that they've used to build that, be it wood, um, they will break down, and there's going to be a massive, in a few years' time, there's going to, going to be a massive maintenance problem there. Um, I'm not a, I, I think it's a beautiful area, and I think it's spectacular, but I wouldn't be a massive fan of it. It's, it's led to its own issues. Um, yeah, you know. it's so popular now, it's created an issue where it's actually going to deteriorate because of the use, and, yes. which is counterproductive. Counterproductive, in, absolutely. in terms of the future plans in the region, what can you tell us about maybe, obviously we've got the Leitrim way, you mentioned the, the uplands in North Leitrim, but what, what else can we look forward to over the next few months? There's also, also the Blue Way, of course, which kind of now sits as part of the Leitrim way. Yes, yeah, it does. Um, Leitrim is... In my opinion, and, and again, I'm only new to the county, but it's it's definitely batting above its weight for for what it's what it's tearing up to to get. Uh, the connection of networks within of, of trails within the county is going to be spectacular. Um, and what's going to be a centerpiece of that is there's two major greenways in development. Um, we've the Sligo to Enniskillen Greenway, which will be going through Drumair, uh, Manor Hamilton, and, and towards Glen. Farm, good farm, yeah, and then the border, Falcu. Yes, yeah, and 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 we have three, uh, you know, sort of examples there within each of those areas of uh, one kilometer stretches of what it would look like and and and, and uh, you know demonstration pieces, and they're working spectacular, especially Manor Hamilton, because what it's done now is it's connected the the town to the GA pitch. Um, you know where traditionally a lot of people were driving out with their families out to GA pitch for a Saturday game or training, whatever it was. Um, where now they can, they, they're walking out, they're cycling out, they're, and children are going out there by themselves. You know, see, I think that for me is the big one: is that you could now let realistically a twelve or thirteen year old in groups, maybe on a bike bicycles, 
out to the GA pitch because apart from like once where it crosses a road, a side road, mm. it's off road the entire length. It's yeah, yeah, rel- there, is, relatively there, is safe. A, there is a stretch that's on sort of a, a local road, yeah. uh, but the locals have embraced it. They, they, you know, they, the surface has been improved for the people that live along that road. Um, there's been made, there's been good signage to put up, and they know that at certain times of day there are you know the likelihood that children are going up and down this 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 path. So they're you know at, you know their attitudes have changed, and 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 it's it's very welcome in the community. Yeah, and I think also when you look at it uh, with the recent COVID shutdown of all activities for sport, <laughs> there's an element of the path at the very end of it that comes into the corner of the the GA grounds. It's a very popular place to be doing like. 20 meter stretches up and down there while people uh, well, are I'm playing glad, games. I'm glad you brought up the COVID. Uh, I know we're all trying to avoid talking about COVID these days, but for, for me... It's, it's only why we didn't do this show for the last yeah. four months. <laughs> for me, COVID did one major thing for this country and it highlighted to everyone in Ireland what was in their two kilometres. You know, this, this, we were stuck inside our own two kilometres for so long um, and it, it really showed people, especially for rural people, I have nothing. You know, they, you might live in a rural area, and the perceived view from people who are from urban environments is, actually, oh, if you live in the countryside, you can walk through the fields and watch this. A lot of people who live in rural areas who live on quiet roads, for them, it was always get in the car, drive in the town, and walk in the park, or walk by the beach, or walk these you know public areas. When they were stuck inside their two kilometres, all they had was their their little road in front of their house. They couldn't go through the fields; they didn't own them. There was no agreed access there, um, and and. That actually highlighted to so many communities we need to start working to develop a small trail network in our own community and stop relying on the big town or the big tourist attractions uh, that are around the area. In terms of COVID obviously has also ballooned the number of users. I know we live, as I mentioned, on the actual Blue Way route out of Leitrim Village towards uh, Battlebridge and the numbers particularly of cyclists has just skyrocketed. Yeah, so I, you can't buy a bike in this country anymore. There's, so you go to any bike shop and they just say, I'll oh, come back in six months. There's no bikes left. Everyone has bought them. And it's been spectacular from, from a recreation point of view, uh, from, from my point of view, showing that we can, you know, our numbers are going through the roof. It's great. And we're getting local people out using it. Uh, my hope that, that, that we can continue the momentum um, to get more infrastructure built and get a little bit more etiquette built into it as well. Um, like that, we have a lot of people using the outdoors in Ireland who've never used it before. You know, uh, there's families that would have traveled abroad every summer, uh, which are now going hill walking, uh, at, but the etiquette isn't there. We have a lot of, um, unfortunately, a lot of instances where mountain rescue have been blocked going up mountains because people have parked in front of what they thought was just a, a quiet gate that no one would be going in that It's actually a mountain access path for the mountain rescue or for a farmer who goes in and out there every day. Um, so we have to do a little bit of education piece around etiquette and in the outdoors. Um, what I always say to people is, if the car park looks full, go somewhere else. We have a massive region. You know, Don't be fixed when you leave your house in the morning that you must walk a certain hill that day. Sometimes that hill isn't right for you that day. Go somewhere else. There's always other options. Yeah, and of course, Mountain Rescue has had a few has been very, very busy over the last few months, particularly in this region. We've had a couple of rescues mm. uh, all, all over the country that have made national news. You don't have to be 
13 miles off the, the coast of Galway to, to, to need rescue and you can be just out in your backyard or up, up in the hills yeah. um, to, and get yourself into trouble. What's, what are the big no-nos for people who take a day on the trail? Maybe someone who says, I'm, I want to walk a, a bit of the, the Leitrim way, I'm going to maybe walk from the Shambo to Ballinaglera today. What would the vital things they need to prepare for? What do they need to bring with them? Do look at the weather report. The weather, I, I know, so important. I, I know we always we always slide off the weather. Going, oh, sure, could be anything today, and especially here in, in the west of Ireland. Uh, what I always tell tourists is, whenever they're giving out about the weather, I just say, wait ten minutes. It will change. It might it might change for long, but it will change. Um, but no, the weather report is, is crucial. Um, and and having a mobile phone, but not relying on it. Um, buy a paper map. Mobile phones are great, and the maps and them are spectacular, and and we all know how to use them these days. But the amount of times I've met people out on the hill and they said, I've got 4% battery, how do I get down off the hill? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you've got two hours walk ahead of you, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. So have a paper map and know how to use it. Mountaineering Ireland have spectacular uh, videos on their website on how to use the maps, how to use a compass. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been, you know, COVID has really highlighted to people, we do have so much around us. Um, it's just about getting educated on how to use them. I would always say join the mountaineering club, but alone, I know a lot of the mountaineering clubs at the moment are a bit nervous about new people joining them with COVID. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a funny, funny, funny time for all of us. Um, so get outside, but don't go near people. Don't go near people, yeah. yeah. Uh, I suppose locally there has been a bit of an upsurge. When we say upsurge, there's been four cases in the last week across the county, and that in Leitrim terms, thankfully, over the last few months, has, is a bit of an upsurge. If people are getting a little bit more cautious and We've had a couple of sports clubs. I know uh, Kiltubbard um, suspended activity for 48 hours last week. Carrick Town here in Carrick and Shannon did similar. They're back open again. I, I haven't heard any update on Kiltubbard at the time we're recording this. I know Leitrim Gales issued a statement this morning that they had a close contact with a case, but not close enough to justify a suspension. So we're, we're very aware that it's now in our community, particularly in this Carrick and Shannon area. And even though we had 80-something cases up to now, we probably hadn't really talked about it uh, or thought about it that much. It just was part of the, the national picture. In terms of, uh, I suppose, who you work for, because you mentioned earlier that uh, you work for the LDC, Leitrim Development Company. You're not with the council. I know you say that in inverted commas because everyone just says, oh, it's the council. You're not, you're not part of the council. You're not part of the local sports partnership, which is also Sport Ireland uh, linked, but you're part of Leitrim Development Company. Why is that, and and what is Leitrim Development Company for those that might not be familiar with? Well, the Leitrim Development Company is a is is a local development company. There's about there's about fifty of them in the country, and the idea behind them is to be uh, placed at local level for giving support for enterprises or support for communities in accessing um, government funding or government supports. Um, the why why it's been played why the rural recreation officers were placed in the, the local development companies is because of the a number of uh, aspects. One is local development companies are better suited for actually dealing with communities at a small level. They have the really good relationships with them. Um, we know, uh, you know, we have solid contacts in every community across Leitrim, uh, every small town or village. We know someone in there who can really help us get in and out of, of and, and who to contact them when we're working on different programs. Uh, another thing is we run the leader program so it's a, a European uh, part funded program and a government funded program where we can give uh, access for funding for people 
for running a whole host of different projects, be it um, a community a community level or a personal level or a business level or a team level. So um, you ever think every t- town hall in the village in the whole co- county has had leader funding in some regard, um, and that's why the rural recreation officer was placed in there is to help in that regard and help you know signpost communities into different funding streams and help them through that process. Excellent. So of course they're based there just on the. I think it's called uh, Church Street. Church Street, Street yeah. In Shambo, uh, just um, opposite Scotland's um, restaurant. Yes. Yes. So for people who are familiar, but you can check them out. They're, uh, they're on, online. Just Google Leitrim Development Company, unless you have their website handy. LDCO.ie. Absolutely. I knew it was something weird. I wasn't quite going to commit to it. Uh, Brian Fennell, welcome to Leitrim, first of all. Thank you so much for coming in today and giving us a, a good understanding of what exactly your role is and more importantly, the resources and the facilities that are there for people in our uplands, in our along our canals, along our rivers, and uh, just on the highways and byways of Leitrim. It's great to kind of realise maybe exactly what's there for us to enjoy on a on a daily basis if we so choose. Uh, and of course, now we've got loads of time because COVID has us all a little bit quieter than we would maybe me, like to be. Keeps me a little bit busy. You know, I imagine I'm going to have a lot of communities knocking down my door, help asking me how to. How are they going to develop trails? How are they going to develop recreation infrastructure for the area? Uh, and my job is like that to support them uh, and, and guide them through the process. I won't do all the work for them. I always give homework, um, but I am there at the end of the phone or end of the email for that advice, that crucial advice, that local advice that they need. You might as well give us that phone number and that email address as well when you're here. <laughs> uh, so my email address is rro at ldco.ie, and my mobile number is 086-066-0771. Perfect. Brian Fennell, thank you so much for dropping into us. Thanks so much.